Hello children and welcome back to this new episode on your favorite podcast Once upon a time with Uttara. We are listening to the adventures of Draco the friendly dragon together with the children Ayan, Alina and Sameer and their uncle Kabir. This season these adventures have been extremely exciting and action packed and in case you missed listening to the previous few episodes please go back and hear them first otherwise you won't understand what's about to happen now so i hope you followed my suggestion and now let's kick start today's adventure their previous night in the forest had been quite challenging and the little group of four woke up feeling tired and bruised from their encounter with adar the horrible Sameer had hurt his head due to some of the heavy fruits falling on him while Uncle Kabir's magical leg had been completely destroyed by water. He had been forced to conjure it up to combat the fire from Adar's spells. In addition, both of them had lost or damaged the glass vials with Draco's antidote. Since Alina's vial had been destroyed earlier as well, Ayan was now the only one left with the powder required to revive draco seeing the state of the rest of the group ayan decided to complete the last part of the trek alone and asked alina to stay with uncle kabir and sameer they were both still too weak to travel or to protect themselves and it would be a while before uncle kabir was strong enough to transport themselves back to the castle using magic Alina promised to take care of them and to take them safely home by the end of the day. Hopefully, all three of them would feel better by that time. Meanwhile, Ayan set off alone to complete the last few kilometers of the trek. He borrowed the sturdy rope that Alina always carried because ahead of him lay a 100-meter climb over a sheer rock face. He would have to cover it all by himself. using his skills and his wits even though ayan was strong and in good physical shape it would still be a test of his skills to navigate this last part all alone not to be put off by a challenge the young boy set off after being wished lots of luck by the rest of his group ayan was good at navigation and had no trouble finding his way using the map now that he was traveling alone He moved much faster but also more quietly. He didn't want to be caught by surprise by Adar like the previous night. But Ayan was reasonably confident that Adar would not be able to attack for a day or two either as he would also need to get his strength back. Some of Ayan's arrows had managed to wound Adar even though they were not very deep cuts and Ayan hoped that he would not run into the sorcerer. After trekking for almost 2 hours, Ayan arrived at the sheer rock face he had to climb. Now that he stood in front of it, he realized how tiny he was compared to the massive rock. But determined to complete his quest, Ayan set to work immediately. The young boy decided to take a shortcut and use his skills to get the job done fast. He fired an arrow into the rock face about 20 meters above him. with thick rope attached to one end once he was sure that the arrow had lodged deep into the rock and was stable 
He pulled himself up using the sturdy rope. It was difficult and dangerous and Diane was as careful as possible. Every 20 meters, he would carve out a proper handhold and foothold for himself, take a 5-minute break and fire the next arrow up into the rock face. Slowly, over the next hour or so, the boy finally managed to climb the entire distance. As he hauled himself up the last few meters and reached the top, Ayan lay down exhausted on the ground, his arms and legs burning with the effort. He had never gone through such a test of physical strength and stamina before. Ayan lay still for a few minutes, catching his breath and getting his strength back. He finally got up and took a few large sips from his water bottle and looked around. He was in a lush green valley now with beautiful trees and there seemed to be a depression in the ground at the center of the valley. Unless you climbed over the rock and saw it from this angle, you would never be able to make it out. Ayan knew that the depression in the ground was where Draco was supposed to be and he started walking towards it slowly. As he walked, he noticed that the trees closer to the spot in the middle were very different. They looked like a single tree with several branches and offshoots. But Ayan had never seen a tree like this before. It was silvery in colour and shone with a light of its own. As Ayan looked at it, he realised that he was looking at the magic Draga tree. This was the famous tree of legend and the spirit was the one that had visited and spoken to Ayan in the cave of learning. Excited and impatient, he started running towards it. As he neared the spot, he spotted the magic Draga tree spirit and it gestured to Ayan to move closer into the very heart of the place. There, to his immense awe, Ayan looked down through the roots of the tree to see a giant form lying tangled among the roots of the magic Draga tree. It was obvious that this was the sleeping form of Draco which was being protected by the spirit. Draco looked magnificent and Ayan was speechless. His body was a deep and shiny midnight blue in colour and more than 20 feet long. He had scales all over which were the same shade of deep blue but with a hint of silvery shine. He had a long and powerful looking tail with heavy blue spikes and he lay with his eyes closed peacefully as if he were just sleeping. As Ayan looked closely, he realized that there was a dragon's claw embedded deep inside Draco's chest and the wound looked red and sore. Ayan assumed that was the poison from his mother's claw which would be cured using the antidote. Ayan also noticed a small sleeping form next to Draco which looked like a tortoise. Based on his reading of the legends of the dragons from Inu's and King Abhi's books, Ayan guessed that this must be Tolly, Draco's first friend and guide who had chosen to lie with Draco in the hope that they would stay together always. One of the roots of the magic Draga tree gently lifted Ayan up 
as the boy took out the vial with the antidote from around his neck. The root gently set Ayan down on the sleeping Draco's chest where the boy could easily pluck out the claw and make Draco breathe the antidote. Even though Ayan was nervous, he was determined. Carefully holding the antidote in his left hand, Ayan bent down to pull out the giant claw with his right hand. It barely fit in his hand and Ayan couldn't move it. He would have to use more strength. Ayan clasped the glass vial between his teeth and used both his hands to tug and pull out the poisonous claw. He tugged as hard as he could and felt it move a bit. He sat down on Draco's chest and braced himself using his legs and pulled yet again with all his might. The claw came out with a squelching sound and suddenly Ayan toppled backwards. He managed to stop himself just in time. Ayan sat on Draco's chest and the boy sensed a movement starting. The dragon was about to take his first breath and come awake. Ayan leaped towards Draco, thrusting the antidote under the dragon's nose, so that Draco inhaled it with his first breath as he came awake. As Draco opened his eyes and sucked in the antidote through his nostrils, he took a deep breath, toppling Ayan, who fell on the ground. And Draco's massive tail landed on the boy's legs, crushing them instantly. Ayan cried out in pain and lost consciousness. And this is where we end today's episode, kids. I hope you have been enjoying Draco's tales, especially now that the dragon is awake. Join me next time on your favorite podcast, Once Upon a Time with Uttara, for a brand new episode. Until then, take care, be good and bye-bye.